Welcome to the International Family Church Podcast. We're so excited to share our Vision Sunday message with you. Please listen as Pastor Jonathan Del Turco shares the mandate for International Family Church in 2020. There's so many ways you can continue to grow in your walk with God here at IFC. Whether it's joining a dream team or joining a life group, we hope that you will continue to grow with us here at International Family Church. And you can visit intlfamilychurch.com to find out how. Now here's today's message. Welcome today. Thank you for being with us. And I'm so excited about this message today. I'm always so honored and always uh, feel so privileged to be able to stand before you as your uh, lead pastor to present vision and to be a vision caster today. Probably one of the most important parts of what I do as a lead pastor is to cast vision and, and to declare what our tomorrows and our future looks like. And today we'll do that. So let's pray. Let's believe God together. Believe with me, please. Father, in Jesus' name, we're grateful for the privilege of of being together as a family. We're a community. Lord, we're so grateful for the people on our left, our right, in front of us, behind us. This is our family. These are our people. And we're so grateful for this community called International Family Church. And we thank you, Father God, that today our ears are open, our hearts are open, our minds are open, our Bibles will be open, our digital devices will be open, our, our, our notebooks will be open, and just open to receive the Word of God today. And we thank you for making it clear and simple. Father, thank you for anointing it by your Spirit. And we believe, Father God, that, that what you're about to say to us will mark us and will challenge us and will set our expectation in our direction for this new year. And we're so grateful for it. And all of God's people said a big amen. 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 Again, welcome today to Vision Sunday 2020. You know, if you're uh, brand new here to IFC or you're a recent uh, guest here at IFC, you couldn't be at a more perfect Sunday than to be here today. As we give you a very clear overview of who IFC is. And if you've been here any length of time, it's good for you now to be reminded of who we are, why we do what we do, and where we're going. So I believe today is all about the heart and soul of International Family Church. And I'm grateful for that. I want to take a few minutes to first give you some context about vision before I actually cast vision today. Uh, important verse of scripture that came alive to me years ago when I first started casting vision is found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. This is the first time that we see recorded um, what God has said. And he said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important on many levels, but especially in the context of vision, uh, it's very important because it tells us a lot about God, it tells us that God works in the light, not in the dark. Amen. And the first thing God always does, first thing he does to help us and to cause us to rise above whatever place that's not healthy for us is he gives us vision. He, he, he sheds the light. He helps us understand. Amen. And that's so important. God does nothing until the light goes on. And I pray that the light goes on in you today. I was 27, Verna was 26, when that divine light went on in us. Now, we didn't have a lot of experience. We didn't know a lot. We had no experience or training in church planting. 
We had no financial sponsorship backing us up. We had no launch team to help us. We were newly married, two babies, no money, no car, living with my in-laws, working dead-end jobs. Wow. I worked during the day. My wife worked at night. We saw each other on weekends. We couldn't see in us, obviously, what God saw in us. We're very grateful back in those days that God saw something in us. We by no means were candidates of the Young Leader of the Year Award, that's for sure. But what we did have was a renewed faith in the integrity of God's Word that lit a vision on the inside of us of what a church could be. With the blessing of our family and the help of our family and three courageous volunteers, Lori Kokolis, Janet and Frank Misa, courageous pioneers, we set out on a, on a journey that has brought us to where we are in IFC's story right now. It's actually pretty incredible. And we give God all the honor and glory for what God has done over these 38 years now. Pretty amazing. Um, and, and it's miraculous what God has done and what he will continue to do. Amen. I'm so excited, aren't you? Oh, oh, the future is bright. Amen. Thank God for that. The future indeed is bright. Let's talk about vision for just a few moments. One of my favorite verses and the most famous verse about vision is Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. There's something redemptive about vision. And when it's redemptive, it speaks of God's master love plan for every man and woman's salvation. And revelation here refers to something that's full of light, something that's life-giving, something that's progressive and always growing. So where there is no vision, where there's no illumination, where there's no understanding of God's master love plan for, for man and woman's salvation and the unique purpose of why they were born, the Bible says they, people perish. That word perish there means to be, to be scattered abroad and put into confusion. You know, without Christ, we're scattered abroad and put into confusion. Without understanding why you were born, man, we are scattered abroad and put into confusion. You know what it was like before you met Christ? Man, we were perishing. Man, we were sinking. We were, we were hopeless. We were, we were confused. We were scattered abroad. When you don't understand your reason and your purpose for why God made you, man, you perish. You're confused. You're scattered abroad. Life doesn't make sense, and so many actually do perish because they don't understand the enormous plan that God put on the inside of every human being. Aren't you grateful today? Amen. So because vision is redemptive, listen very carefully, it's always unselfish and it always is pointing the way for others. Like we can say it this way, therefore, a God-honoring vision should always be focused on helping humanity, always adding value to others in some way. 
always focused on helping humanity, always adding value to others in some way. God's vision should never be heavy-handed. God's vision is never causing you to burn out. God's vision is not, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna make this happen on your back and we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna fleece you for all your money and we're gonna cause you to feel bad and manipulated to do certain things. No, 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 no. If you ever go to a church and they're building their vision on your back, leave immediately. Run as fast as you can. Yes. See, vision in the local church, it's not, it's not for you to work hard or meaning, you know, the servitude um, of, of making the vision come to pass. We've learned years ago, you are the vision. And if you don't understand church and what the perspective I have of churches and pastors Many pastors don't get the fact that their people are their vision. You are the vision. We're not trying to use you to make the vision come to pass. There's a very big difference there. Amen. And that's so important that you understand that. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Amen. So true vision is not a human invention. It's about the desires God imparts in us. It's not our private view of the future. Rather, it is the view of our future inspired by God. Amen. Vision is all what should be, what could be. It's not yet present, but it's something that could happen, should happen. Something that we see with our eye of faith or something that is deposited in our hearts of what life could be with his blessing. When IFC was brand new, the Lord said this to me. I don't want you to be like everybody else. I want you to see what others don't see. I want you to hear what others don't hear. And I want you to touch what others don't touch. Man, that's so powerful. We've been working hard on that ever since. And you might ask, and I, as I asked, well, how do I do that, Lord? And of course, one answer and a true answer is with the help of the Holy Spirit. But over the years, it took me some time. But over the years, I understood the deepness of this meaning of what God said. Amen. It's all about partnership. We do this together. I need your eyes. I need your ears. I need your hands and arms. Amen. All of us together need to recognize that we can touch humanity. We can help people in a way that most does not happen. And it's called partnership. It's called the details. It's called together seeing beyond the obvious, together hearing between the lines, together touching others where they're, where, where others are might be ignoring. And so it's the details. Any great family, any great company, any great church who does the details well are who is successful. When you do the small things well, like they say in basketball, small thing. When you do the small ball, when you play small ball, the basics, when you do small ball and you understand, well, any church um, who understands that, that, that the joy of what we do and the, and the freedom in what we do is all found in the details. Anything about us here at IFC and the people that, that surround me, we love the details. Amen. We continually tweak details. We are constantly trying to make things better and making sure that God's plan is being, is being uh, fulfilled, amen, on an ongoing basis. We're grateful for that. So with that in mind, we take very seriously our ministry philosophy. It's not about building a great church. 
It's about building a great people. I have dedicated my entire ministry life to make sure that you understand there's greatness in you. There's greatness in you. Oh, I know our world and I know the bad choices and I know the bad choices of others cause us to be in a place where we can't see the greatness in us. We can't believe that there might be greatness in us. We, through our rejection and through our pain, we don't get that there's greatness in us. But if you ever saw a glimpse of the greatness in you, you would never be the same. So we've not worked the last 38 years to build a great church. Absolutely not. We've worked hard to build a great people. It's a great people that build a great church. You are the church, and you are the reason why this church is as amazing as it is. And that's why we take so seriously our mission. You see it when you walk in every Sunday morning. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We want to be outstanding at that. We want to be exceptional in those four areas. In those four areas, we are constantly working to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in your life. Let's talk about this year's mandate. As you might recall, I, I, I described last year's mandate as probably our most challenging mandate to date. And it's no doubt, it's a formidable challenge, the courage to connect. It's an ongoing challenge. It's not a challenge that stops because the year is over. It's a continual challenge. And the challenge is this for us here at IFC. The challenge is we have 60 different nationalities in four different generations, all part of a nation that's never been more disconnected while hiding behind the comfort of their digital screens. That's formidable, right? But we worked hard last year, didn't we? Many of you stretched yourself and you be connected to, went through next steps and you connected in our life, in our, our growth track and you connected on a dream team and you connected to a life group and you made new friends and you came a little early to church and left a little late and you went up in the cafe and you had a free cup of coffee and what happened? Our community began to grow and life began to change and you broke down some walls and, and some, some ethnicity walls and some uh, social walls and some hurt walls and some emotional walls and, and we became more of a family than ever last year. And of course we continue because that is an ongoing challenge. Well, our mandate for 2020 is no less challenging. November, sometime in November of last year, while praying, I simply asked the Lord, Lord, what's the next step from the courage to connect? And very clearly he said to me, the courage to grow. Because once you connect, it's so important that you take the next step. Connection is important, but now we need to grow together. And there's going to be a whole lot of growing going on at IFC this year. Amen. Growing in our personal lives, growing in our walk with God, growing and being willing to go there, to go where we have not been willing to go, to go there where Certain parts of your soul have been locked up in four different locks and chains and no one goes there and God's gonna to say to us and put that spotlight in certain areas that have kept us from not being able to grow, kept us from not be, being stunted in our growth, from still being babies in our faith when we should uh, truly be a whole lot further down the road in our walk with God, amen. So why is growing so challenging? And I've studied this, like all my ministry life, and in my opinion, 
I have five top reasons. I could give you a whole lot more, but five top roadblocks why it's so challenging for people to grow. Let's start at the bottom, number five. Number five, pride. Pride's a big one. There's no doubt about it. Pride is definitely a major roadblock that stops people from learning and growing. That been there, done that attitude is debilitating. Chances are if you find yourself on the moral high ground above just about everyone else, actually the one who needs to grow is you. Selah. <laughs> Number four, distractions. Man, that's a big one. Distractions. Our daily life is so busy, man. We've got work and family and spouses and kids and church and housework and all the other activities, and we barely have time to sit. And when we end up, uh, do have some time to sit, it never fails that we are mindlessly scrolling through social media and we go to, to bed so worried and anxious about how we're going to pay the, the mortgage and what about my family and what about all those medical bills and distractions can dominate our life and they slowly put a chokehold on our faith. The third roadblock is feelings and emotions. Feelings and emotions. First of all, let me say this, that an emotional connection with God is wonderful. I highly encourage it. However, when that's all there is, it's a recipe for disaster. Our emotions change and are easily influenced by, frankly, just about everything. There needs to be more. There needs to be a deep resolve based on the knowledge of God's word because faith is not produced by emotional moments of happiness. Amen. Amen. Number two, guilt and shame. What a roadblock. Oh my goodness. A tremendous roadblock. The weight and guilt of shame is a burden way too heavy for humans to endure. And the more you try to bear it, the more damage it does to every area of your life, causing you to isolate yourselves. You feel so unworthy of God's love and forgiveness, which totally paralyzes any potential for you to grow. You don't feel like you deserve to grow. Who am I? I'm not even thinking about growth. I'm trying to hide. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to breathe. I'm trying to live a life in the midst of all my guilt and shame of sins of the past and present issues in your life. And guilt and shame is such a big roadblock to our growth. I believe personally the number one roadblock to growth is comfort. Comfort. Say it with me, comfort. You might think, well, what could be possibly wrong with being comfortable? Well, nothing until you want to grow. Because growth, right? When it comes to growth, comfort is a major roadblock. Because growth is what? Uncomfortable. And if you ever rub the legs of a small child who is, is going through some growing pains, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Breaking a habit, trying something new, taking a risk, making new connections, putting yourself in a totally new situation. Man, that's not easy. It's difficult, but the rewards are outstanding. Calvin Coolidge said this about growth. All growth depends upon activity. There is no development physically, intellectually, or spiritually without effort. And effort means work. Effort means work. Work is not a dirty four-letter word. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm today. 
you're either going to be comfortable and stagnant or become uncomfortable and grow. You can't have both. This year, we make up our minds. This year, we determine, are we going to be comfortable and stagnant? Are we going to be uncomfortable and we're going to grow? Amen. We're going to take the uncomfortable and grow this year. Amen. Anyone who succeeds, listen, anyone who succeeds at a high level has learned to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. How does Jesus describe this challenge of growing? Here's what Jesus said about the challenge of growing in Mark chapter 4. Start at verse 13, it says, Then he said to them, If you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any parable? Let me explain. The farmer sows the word as seeds, and what falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the word, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. The seed sown on gravel represents those who hear the word, receive it joyfully. But because their hearts fail to sink a deep root in the word, they don't endure for long. For when trouble or persecution comes on account of the word, they immediately wilt and fall away. And the seed sown among thorns represent those who hear the word of God, but they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desire of other things to crowd out and choke the word so it produces nothing. But the seed sown on good soil represents those who open their hearts and receive the word and their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times more then was sown. These are amazing verses of Scripture. Amen. And for the longest time when I studied these verses of Scripture, my Bible was like, it, it would open right there at Mark 4 as like the middle of my Bible. Because the Bible says, if Jesus said it himself, if you don't understand this parable, you don't understand any parables. So it's imperative, imperative that we understand this. And of course, later in the year, I'll be doing a four-part series on this uh, parable because it's so vital to our ability to be able to grow. So Jesus stands and he has seed and he sows the seed on four different kinds of hearts, four different kinds of soil. And in the way he sows that seed, in that audience, like I'm sowing seed today, there are found four different kinds of hearts. Hard and bitter hearts, shallow and offended hearts, worried and distracted hearts, open and receptive hearts. Which heart are you? See, this year, we talk about those, those hearts because I need to help you get out of the bitter hard heart. I need to help you get out of the shallow, offended heart. I need to help you to get out of the worried, distracted heart and get you to a place where you have an open, receptive heart. Now notice, please, this parable says something so revealing to us. And what's revealing to us is only one in four in this parable grow. 25%. Could it be that only 25% of this congregation is going to grow this year? Could it be only one in four of you is going to overcome these other three detrimental hearts 
so you can have an open and receptive heart. I have to believe, and I'm not saying that I'm any better than Jesus, but I've got to believe that because we have a new covenant, because we have the written word, because we have all the tools that we do, can we get that up to 30%? 40%? This year will tell. And it determines what? You and me determine this. Are we going to settle for unhealthy hearts? Are we going to press in this year and say, man, I want an open and receptive heart so I can have fruitfulness, some 30, 60, and 100 fold in Jesus' name? Come on, somebody. Amen. No doubt. This is quite a challenge, challenging assignment ahead of us. But I, I believe we're up for the challenge. And I believe because the challenge is before us, the Holy Spirit has already been dealing with us regarding this mandate. So no matter if you're brand new or you're a longtime follower of Christ, let me quickly show you six areas we'll be focusing on this year in 2020. These will gain all of our attention. These will be something that we work on on a regular basis. This is something that our messages on Sunday morning and life groups and the things that we do will be doing our very best to focus on. And here's the six areas that we'll be working on. The courage to grow ourselves, the courage to grow our relationships, the courage to grow our influence, the courage to grow our church, the courage to grow our men, and the courage to grow our stewardship. Wow. That's quite a, quite a list. Let me briefly explain what some of these areas really represent. The courage to grow, the courage to grow ourselves, Valuing yourself to invest in yourself. Do you know if you value yourself, you'll invest in yourself. But if you allow self-doubt and fear and all the pain and all the things that make you cringe and hide, you will never invest in yourself. And, and in fact, statistics tell us that most people stop growing at 18 years old. Maybe others will continue to grow through college, but after the college years, we tend to not read books anymore. We tend to not want to grow anymore. We tend not to want to be challenged anymore. We kind of coast and live on what we've learned, thinking that that's going to be enough to bring us success over the long haul. But if you invest, if you value yourself, you will always invest in yourself. You'll go back to school, you'll, you'll read books, you'll, you'll learn, you'll put yourself in environments where you will grow, amen. So no doubt, we need to see ourselves as valuable because the Bible says to us, it says, we are God's masterpiece. Say masterpiece. masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus and so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Say masterpiece again, nice and loud. Some of you would never put you and Masterpiece together. Can we be honest? You would never describe yourself as a Masterpiece, but God does. You'd never describe yourself as, as God's workmanship, but God does. You would never describe yourself as valuable or have greatness on the inside of you. You would never put yourself in that kind of place for whatever reason, amen, but God does. And because God does, you need to see yourself that way. You are a masterpiece in the making, amen. And we have not arrived, and we love adding value to your life here at IFC. We are an added value church, and so our teams are working hard to make our growth track better than ever, and we encourage everyone who calls IFC home to attend our four-step growth track called Next Steps. 
Next Steps is a series of four classes that begin on the first Sunday of the month, of every month, and each class is designed to help you take that next step into connecting, discovery, leadership, and make a difference. And ultimately, put yourself and serve on a dream team using your gifts and passions to help us bless a lost and dying world. Why a dream team? Yesterday, was we had the privilege of having our um, annual Dream Team Appreciation Breakfast. Did we have a good time, uh, Dream Teamers? We had an amazing time yesterday. It was our biggest attendance ever, 377 registered, and we have 566 active Dream Teamers here at IFC. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome when you think about it. Um, that's so tremendous. And I bring that up only to say three people came up to me after the breakfast. All three make a pretty good living. All three would consider themselves professionals. All three would say that they have high demanding, high capacity jobs. All three told me that they have never felt fulfillment like they felt when they joined a dream team. Imagine that. Working as hard as they are. Working as hard as they are, realizing that what I do is, is, is great and it provides a, a, a wonderful living, but it doesn't produce the greatest fulfillment because what I do doesn't matter for eternity or it doesn't make great impact on eternity. And some of our jobs, obviously, we know it does. We're saying that none of us, none of our jobs do, but there's something about using your gift on a dream team uh, to bless someone who does not know Christ or to help um, a mom or a dad or be a part of this life-giving flow that absolutely opens up our heart and say, ah, now I'm beginning to learn my why. Isn't that good? So we'll work hard at Next Steps. Dream Teams, our life group semester starts and launches here at the end of February. You'll hear a lot more about that. But I'm really excited. I said all that to say I'm really excited that we're starting two new classes here at IFC. The first class is called our Fresh Start class. What's a Fresh Start class? A Fresh Start class is a class that's been designed for those who are brand new in Christ. We have anywhere from 25 to 35, 45 people give their lives to Christ on a regular basis every Sunday throughout four services. It's pretty amazing what God is doing and how many people are giving their lives to Christ. So this class is for those who are brand new, those who have recently given their lives to Christ, or those who just need a, a real shot in the arm, if you will, to fan that fire once again on the inside of them. And so this class will give you all the tools you need, an eight-week class that's ongoing, all the tools you'll need to establish a firm foundation in Christ so you can open the door wide open for growth and connection in your life. This, this class will, will, will meet during the second service uh, of every week, every Sunday, the second service. It's taught by Suzanne Young, which is really one of our master teachers. She's an amazing teacher of God's word, her and her team. Thank you, Suzanne, for, for committing to that. And, and we established a brand new classroom here at IFC. It's across from the restrooms here on the first floor. Uh, we'll call it our Fresh Start classroom. And that's been transformed into a classroom. The second class we're very excited about is our healing class. And uh, very excited about this because we believe that this should be a year of miracles. Miracles in your soul, miracles in your spirit as you get saved and born again, miracles in your body. This class is designed for all of you who have chronic or ongoing sickness and disease. 
or those of you that simply want to maintain the health you already have. We're going to give you the tools to understand what Jesus has done for you on the cross through his suffering and his shed blood and all that he did and rose again so you could have what he said belongs to you already. Health and victory belong to you, and we need to give you the tools so you can build that foundation in your life and finally get set free from the sickness and disease in your life. I'm very proud of my wife. She's going to be the teacher of this class. It'll happen every third service on a Sunday morning in the same classroom. So we're, we're, we're putting ourselves out there to say, you know, it's time that we commit ourselves to see growth and change and, and God do some radical things in our lives. Amen. And, and I'm excited, uh, as always, that we will continue to do, you know, relevant sermon series here uh, on Sunday morning, and I'll start a brand new series next week, five-part series entitled The Courage to Grow. So stay tuned. Second area is the courage to grow our relationships. Building bridges instead of walls. My, our society, our relationships are so broken and so hurting and, and so dysfunctional. And it's our desire to work so hard this year to give you the tools to see relationships in your life restored and growing deeper. Our third area uh, is the courage to grow our influence. Impacting the neighborhoods to the nations. When we were brand new as a church, man, the Lord spoke so clearly to me, and he said this. He said, if you'll be faithful to bless New England and the parts of the world that I call you to, you will lack for no good thing. I've always felt very motivated by this because I don't want to lack for any good thing. And so we've been working hard all these years to bless New England and the parts of the world that God calls us to. A verse that goes along with that that has been kind of our theme verse here at IFC when it comes to our giving is this in Proverbs 11. The world of the generous gets larger and larger, and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, and those who help others are helped. You can tell that our world has gotten larger and larger here at IFC, and it's larger and larger all around the world. In fact, our, the opportunity to use our influence both through our service and our finances to bless our neighborhood and our missionaries is going to go up to a whole nother level. We're created a brand new section on our website for two reasons. First, we want to better communicate to you where all of our resources are going locally, nationally, and internationally. That at one glance, glance, you can see right there what we can't take the time all the time on Sunday morning to explain. And the second thing, instead of receiving one legacy offering near the end of the year like we do, we want to expand our generosity throughout the entire year. We introduce to you all, all of our ministry partners and the projects we'll be supporting throughout the year. For example, um, did you know that through your generosity, you drilled a water well in a remote part of Africa where thousands of children were dying because of, of bacteria-infected water. Did you know, because of your generosity, we gave thousands of dollars to a girl's orphanage in South Asia where they were being abused and sold in sex slavery? You did that. Did you know that, that through your generosity, we gave together 3,000 shoes to children in West Africa. Did you know that through your generosity, we gave tens of thousands of dollars this last year in disaster relief through our partners of the Dream Center and Association of Related Churches? 
Did you know that your generosity um, uh, financed tens of thousands of dollars to six unengaged, unreached people groups who have never heard the gospel in Northern Africa through Living Word Missions? Now, your answer might be, no, I didn't. Well, now you will. Now you will. You will know exactly what we're doing, when we're doing it. And, and yes, we'll continue all the other projects. That's just a few of them. And we have a brand new section. The address is legacy.intlfamilychurch.com. That'll be continually being updated. And we're so excited about that. Our giving last year, locally, nationally, and internationally, in one year, was over $375,000. Thank you, IFC, for being tithers, for being offering givers, for being generous with your giving. We want to see that take on a whole nother life because we believe there's so much more we can use our influence for, for the honor and glory of God. Amen. Amen. Let's go to number five, the, 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 the courage to grow our church. Bring hope to a hurting world. We want to use IFC more than ever to help our communities know that the church is the hope of the world. So many people have been burnt by the church. So many people don't look at the church as any answer, but we want to change that. We've been working hard all these years to earn trust and to be clean and, and, to, and, to, and to not have a lot of drama and, and bad things being spoken about us. We've had a very clean record to God be the glory for 38 years here at IFC. And we believe it's important that we continue to help fulfill the mandate that Jesus gave us. His last words were, were to go into every man's world and preach the gospel and make disciples. So with great urgency, we will continue to communicate the gospel this year of God's love and forgiveness to a hopeless world. And number five, the courage to grow our men, leading the way in character, honor, and integrity. I love the men of IFC. We have some most amazing men. If you watch them at work up in Kids World, if you watch them working with our teens, if you watch them as they usher and as they greet and, and involve themselves throughout the ministry here, it's pretty impressive, the men that we have here at IFC. Here's what the Bible says about our men. It, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Act like mature men and be courageous. Be strong. Amen. We need your strength of leadership, men. Your family needs it. Your workplace needs it. Your church needs it. I want all of our men to know that we're planning to attend the Warrior Conference in New Hampshire, sponsored by Granite United uh, on May 28th, 29th, 30th, as I said, in New Hampshire. Six of us went last year. It is the premier men's conference in the nation. I promise you I'm not exaggerating. And we want to take as many of you with us because there's a whole lot we want to do this year, and we believe this is a wonderful rallying point. So make every effort to come, and stay tuned for more announcements May 28th through the 30th. Lastly, finally, our courage to grow, our stewardship. Managing, God's, managing the resources God gives us. You know what a steward is? It's one who manages what belongs to another. Our money has been given to us by God to manage for Him. We want to help you experience financial freedom. 
We believe it's imperative in the day that we live that as many of you as possible begin the process of getting out of debt. We want to give you the tools to make sure that you understand the power of the money God has given you and the seed that you sow and the, and the plan of God's financial plan for your life, for you to enjoy the abundant life God provided for you and for future generations. One of the ways that we'll continue to do that is through Financial Peace University, one of our, our key life groups. In the last session, the last four sessions of Financial Peace University, our partners in the estimated, they, they gave, they got debt free or they got rid of, let me put it this way, $289,000 worth of debt in just the last four sessions. And they cut up 166 credit cards. Wow. Listen, God has a plan for your money and we want to help you understand that. We're embarking, I believe, on one of the most aggressive, exciting, wonderful years of International Family Church's history. I believe what lies before us pales in comparison to what has been behind us. I believe with all of my heart that, that we are going to experience growth in every area of our lives. Will you have the courage to grow with us this year? If you want long-term success, stop avoiding what's hard. If you want long-term success, stop avoiding what's hard. Think about it. How many things were once uncomfortable for you, which for you now, you accept without difficulty? One of my statements for this year, I want to close Vision, 20, Vision Sunday 2020 with this challenge to you today. Don't limit your challenges. Challenge your limits. How many hours and days and years have we limited ourselves? We've limited our potential. We've in, limited our ability to make extra money. We've limited our ability to rise and to grow and to be promoted. We've limited our ability to reach people and to be so locked into a mindset and be so locked into our prejudice and bigotry, to be so locked into to one mindset and, to, and we've been so limited. We have limited our challenge. You said, no, 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 that's too challenging for me. No, I want comfort. I, I, I don't want any of that. But this is our year, church. And I want to challenge you because I know it's my year. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge my limits. And I drop the gauntlet here at IFC and I ask you to do the same thing. Will you challenge your limits this year like you've never done before? What areas are there limitations caused by fear and anxiety in the past and drama and, oh my goodness, all the things that we deal with that we're going to get free from this year? I believe it's time that you challenge your limits. Watch God's grace. Watch the Holy Spirit's help. Watch the power of God. Watch the right people come around you. Watch what God does for us as a family and as a community as we stretch ourselves and in this amazing hour for the church at large. While the world's getting darker and darker, guess what? It's time for our light to shine brighter and brighter. I'm not intimidated. The Bible says, don't be troubled by what's around you. Don't be troubled by the news. Don't be troubled by disasters. It says, do not be troubled. Why? Because we understand that Jesus is coming really soon. And we've got some work to do, church. And I don't know about you, but here at International Family Church, we're going to be about it. 
and we're going to do it with great joy. And we're going to do it, Father God, with his help in a way that we're going to grow like we have never grown before. Are you glad you came to Vision Sunday today? Come on, stand with me, please. God bless you. I want you to raise those hands towards heaven today. Oh, Father, we raise our hands to you and surrender to your plan. This is not man's invention. This is not our private view of the future. This is your plan today. Your plan for IFC. Thank you for loving us so much that you would give us such a challenging plan. You wouldn't give it to us if you didn't think we were up for it. You wouldn't give it to us if you didn't feel like we were the people to do it. You wouldn't give it to us if you thought, nah, they're going to squander all that. No, not here. Not us. Not now. Not never. Never. We believe that, Father. We believe, Father God, that your grace is sufficient for us. So with our hands raised, we say yes to the challenge. We say yes to courage. We say yes to growth. We say yes to working hard. We say yes to learning how to be comfortable with something that might be temporarily uncomfortable. And we thank you for that, Father. We say yes and amen with, by your grace and with your help. We will have the most prosperous, abundant year that we have ever experienced. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, give God praise this morning. Come on. Thank you for his goodness. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, to find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.